0: Welcome to the Mornings with Sue and Andy podcast for Monday, January 9th. It's a major change on the Calgary radio landscape, the birth of QR Calgary. It's the same talk you've loved for years, now on the FM dial as well at 107.3. One of our first guests on the new QR Calgary was our former co-worker and now Premier of Alberta, Danielle Smith. We asked the Premier what she considers the number one issue currently facing Albertans and her biggest takeaway being in office since
1: October. Next, who isn't friends with Jerry Forbes? If you didn't know, the Calgary broadcast icon once hosted the morning show on CHQR. We speak with the longtime Calgary broadcaster about his passion for radio, the city itself and what he's been up to in retirement.
0: And finally, change. It can be difficult, but it can also be very, very good. With a new year upon us and a big change for our listeners, we welcome Cal. Calgary-based communication and conflict specialist Faith Wood to be our first ever Motivational Monday guest on QR Calgary. The provincial government planning to take steps to help address affordability for Albertans. So how big of an impact will these measures make? Joining us to talk about that and of course the big launch this morning of QR (laughs) Calgary is Alberta Premier Danielle Smith. Good morning to you Premier. How are you?
2: Oh, I'm good. Hello, Sue. And congratulations to you on this expansion. I know you guys have talked about it for years. It's pretty exciting. Thank you've you. Now double the reach.
0: Yeah, it is pretty exciting. It, it, let's talk about that for a sec. We'll get into politics. There's lots for us to talk about with you for sure coming up. Um, but, you know, you spent a lot of time on the radio station. How big of a deal do you think is it for, you know, there's a voracious want and need for talk for people to have the information that they want local and beyond. But to be able to go on to the FM dial, it makes a big difference, doesn't it?
2: It really does. I mean, I think one of the when I was there, one of the discussions was that when people are AM listeners, they stay on the AM dial, and when people are FM listeners, they stay on the FM dial, and there's very little crossover, and so when you look at what they have on, on most of the other FM stations, I think that you're unique in what you do. I don't know that there is any long-form talk radio that happens in uh, anywhere else in the city, so I think it's amazing that you've been able to make this move, so congratulations to
1: you. Danielle, we used to sit across the table from you, and we talked about likes and dislikes when it came to music, and you said, you know, I listen to podcasts, I listen to talk. And, uh, you know, yeah, uh, uh, so I'm guessing that when you were growing up, you were listening to talk radio or, or finding interviews and conversations.
2: Andrew, you know me so well. I was one of those ones who stayed on the AM dial completely. You know, part of the reason for that is my music taste stopped at 1996. So anywhere after 1996, I I, I you know, I can probably recognize the tunes, but I don't know any of the artists. I was a Duran Duran girl. So that whole era of European music that came over, that, that was kind of my era. My, my music taste stopped expanding at that point.
0: And you and I <laughs> so are both, that's why I stayed on AM. You and I are both still Duran Duran fans. There's nothing wrong with I that. Love yeah. I love it. I love it. Okay, let's get into politics a little bit. Um, You know, later this morning, we're going to find out more about the steps your your UCP government is taking, for example, to address affordability. Can you share anything with us? This is the time now. Just tell us exactly, you know, just drop all the information right now about uh, the (laughs) impact and uh, the measures that you're going to be doing for Albertans.
2: Do you want me to preempt my minister later today? I can Perfect. tell you a little bit about what he's doing. I mean, the, I'm so delighted, actually. We, we created a new Ministry of Technology and Innovation with Nate Glubish, and part of it was so that we could develop the internal capacity to do these kinds of things because normally we have to piggyback either on a private sector program or on a federal program, and I think it's important for us to be able to directly transfer dollars to our citizens so that we can be a bit more nimble as we identify additional areas that might need support. So they burned the midnight oil, and I'm delighted that they're able to announce it as early as today. So they've been testing the portal all the all over the weekend, as I understand it. And there'll be more details when they uh, do the press conference today at 10:30. But anyone under 180,000 in family income, uh, it's going to be every child, every senior, and also those who are on Asian support programs. Those who are on our support programs will get paid automatically because we already have their direct deposit information. But uh, those who are seniors. And those who, um, uh, and children, they'll be able to sign up on the portal. And uh, Matt Jones and Nick Lubish, and I believe there's going to be, uh, uh, I think, Jeremy Nixon and Mickey Amory are going to be at that press conference as well, just to make sure that we bridge the gap and answer all the questions.
1: Danielle, uh, this week will mark three months for you in the Premier's office. Uh, what What is the greatest takeaway for you in 90 days in?
2: the you know i i started with major health reform because i i knew we had to do it i was i was watching the emergency wait times along with everybody else and just had my my heart in my throat thinking gosh if i had a sick family member and i was looking at wait times of 15 or 17 hours that would be devastating and so it's part of the reason why we had to make a very quick change to uh dismiss the ahs board and you know no offense to them but a strategic board that only meets three times a year or four times a year is not what we need right now and put in a skilled official administrator and i can tell you Every single day, he is making incremental progress on all of the things that we care about, reducing ambulance wait times, reducing emergency room wait times, reducing surgical waiting lists. We're going to, in the new year, get started on uh, how, we, how we can address this issue of family doctors. Every single Albertan should be able to have a medical home. They should have a family doctor or a practice where they can go to as the first line of defense when they're sick. So that, to me, is the most important work that I'm doing, is we've got to give people confidence that the health system is there for them when they need it.
0: Danielle, no stranger to politics, obviously, you know, before getting into the radio biz and now again. It was a little bit of a rocky start for you when you took over as premier. It, was it a harder gig for you, you know, than than you kind of expected? Or was it just, you know, learning curve, do you think?
2: You know what it is? is that It's quite different to be a radio host, as you know, because you, you you have to be provocative and you have to deal with the issues of the day. You've got to get people talking. That's the whole point, is that if we're going to come to some common understanding, you want to be able to hear... Uh, a wide array of, 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 uh, of views and have those aired. So some of my, you know, 27 years in public life, no doubt people are going to find quotes that they find that they find offensive or that they, they are taken out of context. But what I have said is that this is a different job. I mean, my job right now is to be trying to find that common ground so that we can move forward on ideas that all Albertans want us to, to move forward on. And I think we've identified them. I think the uh, standing up to Ottawa, affordability... It's going to be announced today, the health issues. And then, of course, continuing our great work on uh, jobs and economy, we have such a good news story about the number of people coming to this province, the number of jobs being created, the amount of investment, the consumer confidence. I'm, uh, I'm, there's nowhere to go but up, uh, as far as I'm concerned. We're, I'm pretty excited about all the things that we're seeing. And that doesn't happen by accident. That happens because of good policy. It happens because we're reaching out to the business community, and we're saying, come here, we want you here, we want to support you. And it's beginning to work. So. That may be the a little bit of the difference, is that I, I don't get to talk about the whole broad range of issues that I used to when I was in talk radio, but it's okay, because I, I think we, we have a real opportunity to make a, a big difference in every Albertan's life.
1: Well, we appreciate you taking time out this morning, our former colleague. You might know her now as Premier Danielle Smith. Uh, thank you so much.
2: Thank, uh, thanks, guys. And again, congratulations on your launch on FM. It's, it's terrific to see that.
0: Thank you very much. Appreciate it. And I, yes, uh, obviously launched on FM this morning. It's the new QR Calgary. We're still your favorite AM radio station, but now we're your favorite FM radio station too. All right, as we expand our footprint on Calgary's media landscape with the announcement of QR Calgary now on AM and 107.3 FM, we are talking this morning to some of our favorite guests and right through the week and familiar voices as well. This morning, we're joined by a man whose career straddled both AM and FM, Calgary broadcast legend Jerry Forbes joins us this morning. Hi, Jer.
3: Hello, Sue and Andy. How are you guys?
0: Excellent. Thank you so much for being with us this morning. Because I'm not sure if a lot of people know. Everybody knows you from the FM dial, but you originally you started. Did you start sort of your career in Calgary here on uh, the AM?
3: I started. Uh, I started when I came out. I was at FM ninety six, which is now Star, I think. And uh, and then I went over and I got a job offer from uh, when it was QR seventy seven. So I came over there and did a couple of years, and then went from there up to uh, Edmonton at the Bear. But well, I had some fun times the QR uh, with Bill Powers and Tony King was even there. He's still there.
1: That's right. Yeah, and T- Tony built the building. He, you know, <laughs> you know he still has his workbench from from back then, Jerry.
3: Um, it was funny when I saw the thing on Facebook and it said huge news. I thought you guys had found an honest, po- an honest politician, but that's not the case.
0: <laughs> Don't be ridiculous, Jerry. <laughs> I know I'm crazy. <laughs>
3: well, this is great. This is really going to reach your. I mean, put your footprint out there all across being on the FM dial and the AM dial. That's fantastic.
1: Yeah, and I think it speaks to the future of radio and and how the industry has evolved. And and to just give people a little bit of history, you know, when you hear the Forbes name, we think Jerry Forbes in Calgary, but the Forbes name is is much deeper than that across the province. Can you tell us about the family history for those folks who don't know?
3: My dad started uh, 630 Chad, uh, your sister station up in Edmonton, uh, back in the day when it was a top 40 station. And, uh... Did a, did a great job of a thing called Santa's Anonymous. He was the first one to start giving kids uh, Christmas presents, and he made sure that that thing grew into a massive, massive endeavor, and it still goes to date. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, I think they reach all of, uh, all of northern Alberta now. And not only that, but uh, they named the center after the Jerry Forbes Center. Uh, so they have all the charities in northern Alberta under one roof, uh, and, and uh, my dad's name is on that. So the family's very proud of that. I got a brother up in Edmonton who used to work in radio up at the Bear. Um, I have another brother that worked out in Vancouver in radio and uh the black sheep of the family a lawyer in toronto <laughs> good friends with sue
0: exactly small world yeah. right yeah jared talk to us a little bit about you know the fm signal being able to have talk radio on fm and being able to get sort of that that constant news and and just current up-to-date information for what's happening here locally particularly but right across the country and around the world how big a deal do you think is that today
3: well i I just think the, the clarity on FM is so much better. I mean, uh, AM has a much further reach as you know. That'll, it'll go right, right across the province. I as, as mean, can, you guys can even be heard in Edmonton. But being on the FM dial here around town, as you're driving around, there's just more clarity. Like I said, I think more people obviously listen to FM than they do AM. But uh, talk stations are doing very well, and I think this will like, this will increase your numbers like crazy. I, I think it's great news. I'm glad the CRTC let you guys do it.
1: And when you say talk stations, Jerry, you, you know, you did your little stint here on QR and then we knew you for years as, as an icon, you know, in the industry, well, spinning hits, spinning the hot hits, well, <laughs> classic hits, uh, but
3: yeah. it's it, it, it a little different type of radio. I, slightly... I've done it all. And when you go from uh, doing a talk station to a rock station. It's, uh, you have to be a chameleon. So yeah, a lot of stuff I did on the FM station. You can't do today. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that's why I remember the name Jerry force, but it's interesting. Cause you know, we, we talk and we talk and we talk, <laughs> uh, but even, even in the rock format, it's that connection. And, and can you talk about when you were growing up, when you'd listen to your favorite, you know, radio DJ. And in this case, we're talking about talk on FM, that connection you can make with people that is amazing and which, which makes uh you know, radio so unique.
3: Well, it's funny because Sue and I both went to the same high school. We went to Don Mills Collegiate, and uh, we, uh, we used to listen to, to uh, uh, 1050 Chum in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just a huge radio station. And then I'd come out of work at that shed, uh, you know, just cleaning up the studio and stuff for my dad. But when I was 13, I knew what I wanted to do. I thought, holy mackerel, these guys get paid to do this? So uh, I would go in and just sit and watch the disc jockeys. <laughs> and then I, um, I managed to get a little cassette machine and two turntables, and I practiced in my basement, and my dad critiqued my tapes. And then when I was uh, 17, I made my way out to cantaloups to CHNL and started my first radio gang, and it's been onward and upward.
0: Jer, voracious appetite for talk these days, and uh, you, even though you're not doing a morning show anymore and you have the luxury of sleeping in and we're super jealous, uh, what are you up to these days? I know, you're not, you don't, I know you'll never stop talking.
3: That's for sure.
0: <laughs> and I mean I, yeah. it in a good way
3: yes i know i did a uh, podcast for a bit with uh, brother jake uh great you, the, you guys would know him as the camp mm-hmm. hey, everybody <laughs> that guy so we did the podcast and we put about eight or ten of them together uh and uh we pretty much bunch our catalog of stuff that we were trying to get across <laughs> we took all our our greatest hits and uh, put them up there on the old uh youtube and got quite a following but it was just too much work for us we said the heck with us i mean you worked hard for 42 years and I thought, unless the money's there, we're not going to do that. But uh, that's still up there if people want to hear it. There's some pretty funny stuff on there from Jake, that's for sure. And uh, just out in Canmore, uh, I should say out in, uh, Canmore and uh, doing stuff out here. And I uh, still got my place back in Calgary at Lakes Ridge. And we go back and forth. And I helped my wife out with a charity called uh, the Educational Partnership.
1: Wow. Still keeping very busy. Mm-hmm. Jerry, thank you so much for your time this morning. We appreciate you being part of this Great
3: thing. news, you guys. I'm so glad that this has happened. Thanks, Jer. Are we... Take care, guys. You Bye-bye.
1: Too. Jerry Forbes, former Calgary broadcaster, and, of course, was morning show host way back in the day here on uh, QR.
0: Legendary guy, for sure. I worked with him when I first came to Calgary in 98. I
1: worked with Jerry. Motivational Monday, a chance to help you reach your goals and live your best life. What often causes us a lot of conflict or fear is the thought of making significant changes in our lives. Even when we choose that change, Chinese proverb says, it isn't the changes that you do, It's the transition. Joining us for today's Motivational Monday is Calorie-Based Communication and Conflict Specialist, Faith Wood. Good morning to you, Faith. Good morning. Faith, tell us what you do for a living.
4: Uh, I am a professional speaker, and then I work with organizations to help them work on their communication and their conflict. So often with individual clients, it's the conflict we have with ourselves, change, fear. Mm. And when sometimes it's the conflict
0: we have within our teams because change is happening too fast. Faith, when we talk about change and how that can create conflict within ourselves particularly, why so? Like, what is it that that it just bothers us internally so very much we can't get used to it?
4: You know, it's so interesting. I think often our resistance to change is age-related. You know, as children, we expect things to change. Everything is changing. It's changing so fast that our expectation is that it will continue to do so. But as we start to age, in our 20s and 30s, we're expecting to make significant changes. We're grappling with post-education, starting careers, finding life partners. By our 40s and 50s, though, we kind of get set in our ways. We like the status quo. Our brain likes the status quo. And so change becomes this thing that, hey, hey, it's making me uncomfortable. We need to know that, uh, that change is necessary. And so we start to feel a bit of loss, that we're giving something up. But if we're really loving change, and think about that from the fashion industry, mm-hmm. fashion industry is changing trends all the time, and we embrace those. And we go and get our hair done and cut. We uh, we like the tourism commercials. They're telling us, hey, it's exciting. Come on out and see something new, something fresh. So it isn't necessarily change per se that's the issue it's how we emotionally are connected to the change that's being made are we choosing to make the change or is it being foisted upon us
1: speaking with faith wood motivational speaker and communication and conflict specialist a calgary based uh, professional uh- so it sounds to me faith like the changes that we are anticipating and kind of create ourselves we're not so have have such trepidation toward but the other change we have to face in our lives is this something that we can foster in our kids maybe teens and preteens to adapt more to change as they get older oh absolutely and a
4: lot of that has to do with how much how much control do we give our kids and our future innovators in terms of of the type of change that they wanna be invested in and to see change as an opportunity and worth the risk. You know, we we need to start our day really thinking about if this were my last day on earth, would I be satisfied with what I'm doing right now? You know, how do we get our kids to see change as a joyful experience? And a lot of times that is really helping them instead of us forcing change upon them, helping them be partners in that, invested in testing,
0: experimenting, finding the opportunity to take a risk. So, Faith, how can we translate that this morning, particularly to our listeners, to new listeners who are coming in and finding us here on QR Calgary? How do we kind of let ourselves be a little more open to change and, and be ready to you know, re- receive whatever's out there? You know, I think the first thing you have to do is you have to kind of sit down with yourself and allow yourself the opportunity to freak out.
4: You know, that's, <laughs> like, that's the first piece. If, if change is happening around you and you're having that moment in your own quiet space, that's okay. Claim the moment and and then sit with a few questions and ask yourself, what am I going to keep? What am I going to chuck? What am I going to change? And what am I going to add? And if we started those, our day, really thinking about, Any significant change that we're trying to do, not small stuff. You know, if we're going to build a bonfire, we have to do the kindling first. So which small change could be the kindling? What what do I start with? What is the small piece so I can get excited again? Um, A lot is changing your emotional, uh, just your emotional connection to change. When I'm working with individuals, I often start with physically change your body. If you change your spine, you change your mind. Meaning, if I elevate, so I stand up nice and tall, I raise my thumbs, I raise my toes, when I'm faced with something that's scaring me, I can actually activate endorphins and dopamine just by by straightening my spine, being taller, embracing it with more courage. You know, that moment of, I got
0: this, as opposed to, what the heck is happening yeah. I think everybody just did the same thing. Everybody, everybody <laughs> just sat up a little bit straighter <laughs> when you said that.
1: My head's hitting the ceiling right now, Faith. <laughs> uh, but it's interesting to me, Faith, because when we talk about adapting to change, I'm wondering how much... Does it matter how stressed we are to begin with? And what I'm thinking of for an example is in Tim Horton's lineup, if it's a bit of a longer lineup and I've, you know, had enough sleep and I've, you know, tackled the the list of things I had to do for the day already, I might not be stressed by waiting a few minutes, but I might have the guy or gal next to me just losing it because (laughs) they're running behind and their work list is long. How much does stress affect our ability to adapt to change?
4: Oh, tremendous. And never underestimate the fatigue factor either. But but if we don't do the things that lower our stress level, which is exercise, eating well, sleeping, finding our sense of humor, our our ability to just go with the flow. I think, um, you know, certainly COVID has affected a lot of people from being isolated for such a long period of time. A lot of us have forgotten how to be connected again. So taking that time to really get connected, to feel like... You know, you're supported, surround yourself by people that bring you up, that lift you. And so, you know, when we're talking about raising up, if you're standing in a long line at Tim Horton, it does not take too much to lift your eyebrows really high for about 10 seconds. Just doing something like that can convert that frustration, that stress, that pressure, the friction we're feeling and start to bring us into a bit of dopamine, a bit of endorphins. And when we get that feel good chemical, then we can start to laugh at a situation. And I like to encourage people to think, you know, the next phrase is suddenly I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated by how slow this is going. (laughs) I'm fascinated by by how frustrated I'm feeling right now. I'm fascinated by how aggravated people seem. Isn't this and you know, as we start to Mm -hmm. push our
0: brains into something more active instead of a more passive role we start to take control fantastic i love it those are great reminders raise your eyebrows straighten your back i'm fascinated i'm going to say that a lot now thank you so much (laughs) faith for your time this morning appreciate it my pleasure my pleasure Faith Wood, motivational speaker communication and conflict specialist based here in calgary imind.ca is her website